0: Welcome to Inspire On The Go. This season we are focusing on growing together. It's exciting to know that we can grow in our relationship with Jesus and friendships with one another. Daily as we abide in Jesus and invite his word to abide in us, spiritual growth takes place in and through our lives. So what does growing together look like for you in your life and ministry setting? Grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation.
1: Hey, this is Ryan, Brock, Neil, and Andrea. We're doing a joint podcast and we got some exciting things going on, so we're just gonna let each person introduce themselves. Andrea? Tell us about your
0: podcast. All right. Well, it's so great to be with all of you. I'm telling you, this is going to be so fun to have so many leaders in one podcast. We're all used to... It's kind of amazing. It's kind of, it's cr- kind of crazy, yeah. right? Who's on first base? Okay. <laughs> so let me tell you about Inspire On The Go. Inspire On The Go is a podcast designed for women. Um, we encourage women. We equip them. But really, we tell the stories of women and how God's working in their life. And so it's exciting to see how God's just moving, how he's you know, calling people into ministry, how he's opening up doors of opportunity. And so we just capture the stories and celebrate them together. And you
2: need
1: to know we debated on starting this podcast episode with just several of us together, uh, the way Andrea starts. Andrea, how do you start each podcast? Oh,
0: every single time my listeners know, hey, sweet friend, it's Andrea. Hope that your day's off to a great start. And you Neil want, did not
3: want to say that. No, I don't want to say, hey, sweet friends, <laughs> because uh, I want my listeners to be more masculine. <laughs> than, well, let me uh, tell you how yet. all that
0: started. I was doing radio and I was terrified to do radio. And I was sitting you know, behind the microphone. It was time to start my very first radio program, and I just froze. And the only thing that I could think of is, hey, sweet friend. And from that point on, every single episode started with the there you hey, go. sweet friend.
1: That was it. Neil, you don't introduce your podcast that way, but tell us about Prism.
3: I don't. It's brand new. So, literally, here's the deal. So, Prism is like the 15th or 100th iteration of working with church planners, as existing Hmm. churches and all of that. So PRISM, if you look at a PRISM, if you shine light through a PRISM, uh, you see all the different colors of uh, just the spectrum. So basically what PRISM is about is about every aspect of church life, church health life, church growth, uh, as it relates to existing churches, church plants, revitalization, urban churches, city, I mean everything, because it takes all of that. But the cool part about it is all of us are shining through one light, and that's the light of Christ.
2: That's good. Wow. Well, that's big. And then Brock, you co-host Lead Defend podcast. So tell with us about you. Lead Defend. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. So Ryan, you and I get to host the Lead Defend podcast. Been around for a, a few years now, in conjunction with the Lead Defend conference, out of a desire to equip uh, uh, young people to be both leaders in their faith, but also have a reasonable defense for the hope that's within them. Now so Brock to
1: put you on the spot young people Andrea Lynn Andrea Lemon and do they fit further in further questions that? <laughs> Hey
2: listen we were just in the young leaders lunch and there was a wide range so young at heart young biologically, whatever it is, I think you can fit within the Lead to listen. <laughs>
0: okay, that's great. Talk about a safe answer. Hey, <laughs> I've, I've, I've made
2: a living out of figuring out how to dance around questions. So. <laughs> that's,
1: that's good. I need to learn some, a couple of those lessons. Hey, we're just going to talk about, well, what is the one thing that God's taught you this past season of life and ministry? Um, God's constantly growing us, forming us, and developing us as leaders. Um, so what's the one thing God's taught you? We'll, we'll start it off with Neil.
3: Oh, I thought you were going to start with Andrew. You know what? Here, for me, and I'm just going to be honest, it's it's really about, it's going to be a simple answer, but it's kind of deep to me. It's literally about faith and trust, legitimate trust in God in every aspect of my life. So being a church planner, you walk in faith anyway. You just kind of jump out there. But dealing with other churches, you have to trust that the principles that you're giving, the relationships that you have, the insight that you're, you're, kind of pushing people with is based on God. I mean it's just, it's, and I don't want to get super spiritual, but the whole deal is it's just about faith. I mean I've learned a lot about faith watching my kids. They have a, I mean it's an it's it's an unrelenting faith that they know that I'm always going to be there. And I was watching my kids one time and they were like, you know, what are we going to eat? Not are we going to eat, but (laughs) what are we going to eat? Not when are we going to eat but what are we going to eat? And I kept listening to that going. They have the confidence in me to say, you know what? I know you're going to feed me. I know you're going to take care of me. And I've just used that for the last, it's been probably 15 months that I've just been watching God do some amazing things, Uh, not only in the churches that I've been a part of, but also the churches that I kind of work with and in my personal life, even in my marriage, which is just amazing. I've been trusting God to be a good... You know, good husband and all that. Your dead.
1: kids just trust you're going to make that bread.
3: Yeah, well, there you go. They clearly do not know that I work in ministry.
1: <laughs> yep, <that's right. laughs> so they, they don't have
3: a clue. Yep. So You've been leading a church about.
1: plan, established church for, for a while now, yeah, several well, years. Yeah, in. it's
3: been almost nine years. Wow. And and it's coming to a transition here in a couple of men. In about five months, I'll be walking away from that church plan wow. to assist uh, two other churches that are merging together. And some of the concepts are still the same, African-American and a uh, a uh, an anglo church wow. um, kind of merging together so, and it awesome. takes faith for re- and i guess that's the prep i think those seasons in our lives we go through so that god we, you know he shines his light he breaks it out he lets us know hey faith is this season And then maybe it's uh, just abiding is another season and another season is prayer. And I don't want to sound like the book celebration of disciplines, but you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of all those pieces. Speaking of books, you recently wrote uh, a book devotional. So (laughs) tell us about that, bro, because it is good. Look at you. I don't, you know what? I'm going to tell you. Okay. So I'm gonna put Andrea on the spot. The reason that I finished the book was because of Andrea. I mean, I watched what she was doing. I kind of laid out. It's the, the God in the window. Is that, yeah, it was that one. Hmm. And I was like, you know what? I want to do that. I want to be I want to be Andrea. One day I'm going to be a woman on the uh, Inspire on the Go and you're going to be saying, you can hi, only, you can only hi sweet friends. <laughs> sweet friends. <laughs> there you go. No, but it's we about... Don't why, why don't we have T-shirts? <laughs> we do. We have, have T-shirts. T-shirt? Do you really? Yes. That say oh, hello, t-shirt. sweet
0: friends? Hey, sweet friends. Hey,
3: sweet friends. <laughs> let yeah. right, guys. Hey, sweet. If I'm going to do it, I better <laughs> do it right. right. No, but the, but the uh, fresh start, 21 days of hitting reset in your life was <laughs> just, I mean, you know, you inspired it. But we used to, we, it was a 21-day fasting and prayer piece that I did with the church plant for several years and uh, put it on paper, had it published. Hmm. And uh, ironically, the churches that I'm working with are going to use that book in January to use our 21 days of prayer. So I don't think, you know, I'm going to tell you, man, you, you made me feel good because I didn't think it was that good. I just wanted to kind of get it out.
1: Yeah. Our staff team went through it and it was, it was great. There's
3: somebody else. You don't even know the, the impact that, that it could have. No clue. No clue. Again, I'm trusting God on whatever I do. So.
2: Ryan, I'm curious if you wrote a book. What would that book be That's, about? There
3: you go. Man, I've not
1: even thought about it, so I'm just going to. You, you're about
2: to have to write a dissertation. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, down the road. But I'm going to awkwardly kick it to our next author, right. <laughs> Andrea, somebody who's actually published. There uh, you go. So, Andrea, what, what is it the God's been teaching you in this season of life?
0: Well, I'm going to go real practical. Normally, I go real spiritual, so I'm going to go real practical. But really, my words were probably trust and faith, and so you you jumped in there and grabbed them, but. I, I really am learning that God has a plan, and that I don't have to have one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just real practical. Like I'm a control person. I like to be in control. I like to call the shots, and I'm really open to God blessing that. Like I'm spiritual in that sense about it, but to lay down my life and to trust His plan—that yeah. for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. You know, and so if He has a plan, that means I don't have to. Yeah. All all I bring to the table is a level of surrender and obedience, and so walking in that has simplified my life and it has also freed me up just to enjoy the moments and so for, for a long time for me, ministry life was hard because I made it hard, I made it complicated. I wanted to be good, I wanted to do good, I wanted to, you know, kind of earn and prove. And there is just this moment in my walk where I started to learn it's not about me and it really is about Him and that's, that really frees us up to just go where He tells us to go, to do what He tells us to do and to do it for His glory and to trust Him with the outcome. So, I'd, I'd say that's that's what's going on in my life right now. So,
1: for both of y'all, y'all have had more leadership opportunities opportunities and, and been doing ministry a lot longer than Brock and I. Yeah. What are the things that have battled trust in your life Th- oh, that, man. That, that, that caused you to, to lose trust, lose faith? And, and how, do you, how do you do battle against those things?
3: I'm going to tell you the one for me, it's going to sound like an oxymoron, success. Success has allowed me to battle wow. trusting God. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, if I think I have a formula, if I think I have a way, you know, I had success early and, you know, I didn't. the first place that I worked on church staff was a large church and it was things went well and it was cool then after that it was smaller smaller ministry opportunities and i was struggling because i'm like this formula because i put my trust i said i put my trust in god but i really put my trust in that formula that i thought was happening so that you know that was one i think we battle just as believers, we battle between humility and arrogance. I think one of the speakers at the yeah. uh, just talked about that not too long ago, but we battle between humility and arrogance. You don't want the humility to go into to depression, but you don't want the confidence to go to arrogance. So it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to kind of balance us out. So for me, man, it's just, I mean, to be honest, it's been success.
1: Yeah, and we are recording this live at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention annual meeting. Uh, but that that's not just for ministry folks. Like, I yeah. think there's a temptation for a lot of people to trust a formula. Uh, Andrew, what would yeah. you say are the things that you have to you know, battle?
0: Here's something that I'm really processing right now. And a lot of people, they probably wouldn't think this. They might not believe it. But I really don't like to be in the in front of people. I mean, that's really you hard don't. for me. You I don't. really don't. Yeah. I don't want the spotlight. I don't want the platform.
1: Even though Andrew's one of the greatest speakers <laughs> that, that, that you've ever heard. She is. I,
0: it's hard for me. And so what I'm really... Processing now is that pride looks different. It, you know, I could say it's humility that I don't want the spotlight. No, it's really pride because wow. it, it's a lack of vulnerability yeah. to just know that I need God in that moment and that I need to be a vessel for Him. And so, pride can is always a, a it just. It gets in the way of God's glory, but it can just manifest itself in so many different ways. So for me, just surrendering to the point of being willing to step out in faith and know that that's God's will if, it, if I'm in the back of the room or in the front of the room, but, but the outcome is up to Him. And so I think that's been a struggle for me. Like I wanted to compartmentalize things. What was my role? What was God's role? I knew I would do mine part. I was hoping He would do His part. And it was just this constant striving between the two, and now I'm learning just to abide, to just rest in Him, and and to just know, like, life, just don't take it, I want to say this, and I, then I'll unpack it, but there are some times or moments in my life where I just take things so seriously that it's not even fun anymore. Just enjoy the journey. Enjoy the faith journey. Enjoy the presence of God. Enjoy the call that He's placed on your life, whether that's at home or in the community or in church or at the grocery store, and just rest in Him. So, That's where I'm at
1: good so Brock, what about you what are the things God's been teaching you through this last season
2: yeah well we actually just did an episode on transitions through life so yep. my uh, my job changed locally at the same church so I was a middle school pastor for almost four years and and now uh, in the campus pastor on our second campus on the north side of town man we get all kinds of people just jumping in and making faces at us it's uh, ironically it was the host uh, I know pastor. it's the host pastor <laughs> so uh, so yeah so we did a podcast on that not too long ago and and in that same vein I think one One of the things is just resting upon uh, the Lord for spiritual growth, that all spiritual growth comes from him as the source. Because, you know, you get to a new campus and, and maybe it's a little bit smaller. You know people are looking at it with the expectation, with the hope that you want you want it to grow. And, and obviously, any of us, we want it to grow because that means we're, we're having more people who are hearing the gospel and hopefully being discipled. But then there can also be a fleshly side of that, of wanting to look good and, and follow that formula so you get the right people. And so I just remember, you know, few few weeks ago, reading through John and really stopped in my tracks when Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. And just over and over thinking, without me, you can do nothing. And we can try to manufacture a lot of ministry results, but ultimately, without the Lord, we can do nothing. I remember through the transition, reading through Acts 2, when the church is booming and growing, as you're like, man, that's what I want for my church. How did they do that? It's like, they didn't have a golden bullet. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, to the fellowship and prayer. And then at the end of that section, it says, and the Lord added to their number day by day. It wasn't that they were adding to their number day by day, but the Lord was adding to their number day by day. Reminded of Paul when he talks about, I, you know, I planted, Apollos watered. It was God that gave the growth. And so the reminder that that in people's individual spiritual lives, but then also in the church as a whole, numerically. Um, so both quality and quantity of disciples, it's it's ultimately in the hands of God to bring growth. We got to be faithful to do our part, plant water, plant water, plant water, and then just trust that God's going to bring the growth when the time is right. Yeah, that's that's
0: good. Good. How about you, Ryan? Ryan,
2: yeah, I think
1: uh, th- there's been just a lot of transition. So we're expecting a daughter, our first kid, and yeah, you know, in early 2023. And so I, I've just been learning a lot about stewardship, and I've always thought about stewardship as far as oh, money or this ministry, I want to steward it well. But what does it mean to steward a family and steward time and resources? And so I'm just learning about stewardship, like that God will look at me and ask if I've been faithful with the things that he gave me, whether that was a ministry that I had the privilege to lead or uh, a church that Neil has the privilege to start or uh, a campus that you have the privilege to give leadership over. And so I'm just learning a lot about stewardship and what it really means to... To take every account and, and be faithful with the things God's given.
0: And you know, in that, we define the win. Like, mm-hmm. what is the win? And for me, that has been so clarifying. Like, the win, according to God's standard, is His glory and the furtherance yeah. of His name and for the gospel and then for the encouragement of others. And as I see you younger guys coming along and doing ministry, it's so neat to see you understanding the win. And so I, I celebrate that with you. And that's a big part of stewardship.
3: Yeah, that's true. What, what younger guys were you You were talking about, them? Or, cause she I, I, said think you you, I think that was yeah, you, Neil. I think that was you. Yeah, I'm saying I'm the youngest one here.
1: Yeah, and so I've I just learned a lot from you all. All of you lead families and do it incredibly well. And so I think, yeah, just in the season, I'm learning a lot about stewardship and and how many things I just don't know. I think the older you get, the more you realize I just don't know, don't know very much.
3: Yeah. So. You know, I was 16, and I knew everything. Then I mm. got married and realized I know nothing.
2: Yep. That's why yeah, like, you're, like, you're, you're a first year Bible college student and you're like, I know everything about the Bible. And then you get to seminary and you're like, I know nothing that's about right. the that's Bible. Nice, that's right. Right. Yeah, so let's go
1: around the horn and, and just say this, like if you had the opportunity to speak into a broader audience, which we do now, uh, talking to Prism, talking to Andrea's Inspire on the book Go podcast, and then also uh, Lead Defend. So if you had the opportunity to say one thing to a broader audience, what would it be? Brock, we'll start with
2: you and go around the horn. Ooh one thing to a to a broader audience just to go off of what i was just saying whatever it is you're hoping that the lord will do in your life um trust him with it and and rest in the fact that if if you're doing what he's called you to do you're following his his general will the the specific things that you're hoping are going to work out in your life are going to take care of themselves a lot of times we think of you know who do i marry where do i go to school you know what job do i take those things are, are within the specific will of God, but if we're following the general will of God, genuinely trying to follow Him, uh, trust in Him, obey Him, chances are those, those more specific things are going to work themselves out.
3: That's good. My, mine would be just trust the seasons that you're in. Yeah. I mean, you know what? All as long, I think Andrew, you said it earlier. As long as it gives God glory, that's the win, regardless of the season that you're in. Yeah. And sometimes you're in seasons of struggle and striving and abiding and fact, You're in those different seasons. But but regardless of where you are, who you are, what you're dealing with, just trust the season that you're in and allow God to move you from season to season, rather than you trying to expedite moving from season to season.
1: Man, that's, that's wise. Like, I, I just need to sit there and chew on that for a little bit. I, I would say i got to keep encountering Jesus. Like, um, around the ministries I've led, we, we just say encounter Jesus, experience life. Like, that's kind of been our theme. Like, wow. if you encounter Jesus, you're going to experience life. And I, the older I get, the longer I live, you just got to keep encountering Jesus. Like, you need fresh words from God found in Scripture. And so just keep encountering Jesus. And he'll keep directing where he wants to lead you in life. That's good.
0: Uh, A thought that challenges me on the daily is this. In God's economy, a surrendered life has so much potential.
1: Yeah, I'm stealing that. (laughs) I mean,
0: think about that. Like the world tells you, you do whatever you want to do. You be whoever you want to be. And the gospel is an upside down message that we get to surrender. We get to die to ourselves, And then God's going to infuse our lives with his power and his hope. And so that has been a message that has just been on my heart. Um, For many years now, in God's economy, a surrendered life has so much potential, so let's live up to the potential He has for us as we die daily, take up our cross, and follow hard after Him.
2: Wow. I'm already started the, the next sermon series, The Potential of a Surrendered Life. That's it's, it. That's, it's it. that's be great. a book, man. Yeah, man. That's there's your, right Ryan, on. there's the book that you're uh, going to okay. write. Okay, that's it. That's it. it. That's, it. that's my title, so yeah. it's
3: trademark. Well, you'll be up here uh, you know, overnight when the baby comes, so you'll have time to write. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll
1: see. We'll see. It's coming quick. So. Yeah, there you go. Yep, yeah. lots to learn, lots to learn. Well, this has been a crossover episode with Inspire on the Go with uh, a new podcast, Prism, which we're really excited about. I'm
3: excited about and it, too. Thank you for letting me hang out with you guys. Thank you guys. You guys an honor. Veterans, and I'm brand new. So, y'all
1: are literally the best ministry leaders in the state. So, it's just an honor for us to get to hang out with you guys and learn some leadership lessons from you. So, hey, you can find all of our podcasts on the various. Various platforms, and so yep. come hang out with us at Lead Defend. There's also Andrea does an event every year. Andrea, yes, tell us a little bit yeah. about that.
0: Inspire Women's Conference. We just had Inspire Women's Conference. Had over 700 women there. Wow. It, it was all about hope. Just knowing uh, that we have a story. That through Jesus, we have a story of hope. And that we have not only the opportunity, but the mandate to share our story. And to do that with gentleness and respect. And so that was what it was all about. Is just encouraging yeah. women to know their story uh, and to share their story of hope.
1: I, I got to ask this because you you talk about 700. Man. ladies in one place um i got a lot of college dudes looking to get married like <laughs> I, I mean is that the place they need to go hang out maybe so
2: you're you looking for session? volunteers for
1: <laughs> they can yeah. go serve them go, i, I you. got you i got you all <laughs> and right
0: and the episode just went downhill it doesn't yeah.
1: <laughs> okay yeah we better cut it off while we're there ahead you go. hey there thank you, you so, so so much and until next time this has been ryan brock neil and andrea see ya